This is African Perspective. Getting to know Africa with Safrikanumo. So let's just take a look on the eyewitness news here. They say that uh, 7 million people are new registered for food aid in Zimbabwe after drought destroyed crops across the country. The figure is the highest in years and includes more than 2 million people living in urban areas. This figure represents a big jump from previous estimates of those who require food aid. Earlier this year, aid agencies said around 5.3 million people would need food aid between now and April when the next harvest is due. Now, it's emerged that 7 million people or half the country's population have registered for food assistance. Nearly a third of those people have registered for emergency aid are families living in towns and uh, cities. Deputy Social Welfare Minister Lavmo Matuke says the government and aid agencies have not yet reached all of those in need of help. So the drought, the worst in more than two decades, has also killed around 9,000 cattle in the two Matebeland provinces. So where to from here? Brother Farouk Shumba, welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum. Well, thank you. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well. The last time we spoke, we were, we were talking about the passing of the um, our late president, Dr. Mugabe, and uh, we spoke a little bit more about his legacy and uh, you know what he has left behind, and also the leaders who are there in power right now. How are they going to change the things around? So, brother, now we are we are seeing these seven million people, you know, having registers for aid. Where does this put us as Africans and Zimbabwe? Uh, it was a, uh, a place where we can see that uh, the current leadership that we have, they have no idea on how to govern their states. Mm. Uh, if we look at maybe uh, drought as a situation in Zimbabwe and like uh, how far it's been a problem, mm. any government with its thought would have found a solution to uh, the situation to either alleviate, either to like you know have irrigation or have sources of water, so that there is food. Yes. But the the other big thing, obviously, you will transfer it to the land reform program, and who has received the land and what that what, what they are doing with the land. That is another issue as well. Mm. Because uh, most of the food production, unfortunately, was being done by the white farmers. Mm-hmm. And they were prepared to invest either in irrigation, in dams, in equipment, and in machinery. Then when the land got given to colonies of the government or people who, are, who don't have the capacity to farm, we're not saying don't give the people the land, mm. but give people the land with the capacity to farm. So now there's people that got the land, but they can only do subsistence farming. So you farm for your own stomach or for your own family. At the end of the next farming season, you're waiting for the government to give you seeds, fertilizer, and and uh, inputs. Mm. So that's not a sustainable commercial operation, and that's not uh, that's why we end up where we are. Um, you know, last time I checked here, um, there was an article that said that uh, Zimbabwe suspended imports of livestock and uh, meat from South Africa for the second time, oh, and now that Zimbabwe is going through the, this high time, and then there was also like um, the suspension of the imports of livestock. What does this say now about you know our um, leadership and also the, the, the what you call the relationship that uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe has? I think I think Stuart livestock has always been an issue between the two countries because um, it is diseases. 
but I'm not sure what was the cause of that uh, suspension. Mm. But then I know that probably it must, it must have been to do with like maybe a disease that there would be like, you know, like animal advantage. Like South Africa doesn't support stuff from Zimbabwe because of uh, the foot and mouth disease and vice versa. Mm. That is always that has always been an issue. That's why if maybe if you are crossing by land border, mm. you remember if you're coming from Zimbabwe, you have to step through. I think there's other things that they put through. Yes. Then you put your feet in so that you don't uh, probably carry the foot and mouth them across uh, across South Africa. Yes. So that uh, that one has been an issue for a long time. Okay, so now let's just go back to, because now if you talk about, if we are talking about the food here and also uh, the starvation of, of, of the country, the drought and all that stuff, we need to come back to the talks that were taking place some, some time um, last, of, last month after the, the passing of um, Mugabe, uh, which is about the sanctions. People are saying that uh, the sanctions were made because of Zimbabwe's contribution. I mean, Mugabe's um, talking about, uh, you know, the Europeans and all that. But now, suspending or maybe removing the sanctions, can that help with uh, Zimbabwe's situations? Um, If you look at uh, Zimbabwe's sanctions, we have had sanctions for about 20 years. And they've they've had no effect in terms of getting the government of Zimbabwe to cooperate in uh, maybe respecting human rights and the rule of law. So those sanctions are not helping. Right. That's number one. Number two, whether you like it or not, sanctions do affect the ordinary people, the ordinary men. Mm. So at the end of the day, like... um, Removal of sanctions is a, is, is a factor. It's not what's causing the problem in Zimbabwe. The, the cause of the problem is corruption and misgovernance. Okay. But because the government has put a crutch to hold on to, mm. rather I remove that crutch so that, like, you know, at the end of the day, right now they were causing, uh, they were um, implementing a match against sanctions and all those things. They are just trying to divert from their failure and mm. use sanctions. But if you look uh, at recent history, you can see that there's millions or billions of dollars that are disappearing from the government. Like there's a, there's a program called Command Agriculture. Mm. They can't account for three billion US dollars, right? Okay. That was given to a firm that is linked to the to a guy who's linked to the president, and we're supposed to supply farmers so that they can uh, farm, mm. right? Mm. So on the basis of spending three billion, we are faced with starvation. You see now. Okay. That is uh, so. The biggest issue is corruption, but sanctions as 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 they exist, they do affect the ordinary people. So it is like you know, in the interest of maybe everybody else to say, okay, let's remove these sanctions. Let's see. Let's see what these people can do without the sanctions, because they use them as a crutch uh, for all their failures. Okay, so now you have cho- you have talked about the billions here. Yeah, which which currency is it? Is it, is it uh, US, uh, US, US dollars? Billion US dollars. That was, uh, is, is, if you look at it, if you read about his code command agriculture, mm. uh, the president when he was vice president, the current president when he was vice president is the one who's uh, leading it. Mm. There's a company called Sakunda, which is like run by, uh, I think, Tagwire. Tagwire is like one of his close associates. Yes. Probably he's uh, one of his proxies. Mm. So they run this uh, program with them uh, in conjunction with the army where they probably they buy all the inputs, fertilizer, everything, and they give to farmers so that they can increase productivity. Okay, but, right. but, but, but then the news here says that uh, the, the cause for, for, for maybe the people registering for food aid is because of the drought. So can we say that even if that money was there, could it, was it going to be able to help out with the starvation? No, if you look at that, what I'm saying, drought is a weather phenomenon in southern Africa. Yes. It is not new. Mm. Right. It's not new. Like Zimbabwe is like, you know, is experienced drought maybe from 81, then maybe skips two years, 83, 85. It's not a new phenomenon. Yes. It... So if you're a government and you face the situation like, okay, we have problems with rain. Mm. 
what would you do? What is the solution to that problem? Okay. Do you maybe go and drill balls? Do you maybe look at rain harvesting? Do you look at other things? Look at a country like Israel, which is a desert mm. that is able to farm and export food, mm. right? Mm. So we have a situation where what solutions are we investing as governments to alleviate the problems that we face of all these problems that we have, either be cyclones, be it uh, uh, like uh, weather phenomena like El Nino or La Nina that always come around in uh, southern Africa, yeah. uh, causing problems. Because we can't keep, uh, if we have a problem for 30, 40 years and you're governing, mm. and we can't keep blaming it as a problem, we must find a solution. Yes, all the time. Yeah, so the, so the, so, so the, so the, key, is, the, the key is, what is the solution? Things like that, we need to look now. Governments should be now looking at, we have drought. Mm. What can we do to help uh, our communal farmers, our villagers to have food? Mm. Should we drill balls for them? Should they have windmills? Should they have water pumps? What should they do to be able to farm and survive? Exactly. I think that that is a good solution because the boy who harnessed the, the, the wind um, is one of the biggest things that I've, I've actually, like for me, I didn't know that, uh, I mean, that the, um, that guy, Kankwamba, um, from Malawi, until I saw um, the, what you call, I saw, I saw the movie on Netflix, something like that. And also I, I saw the, 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 the conversation that they had on the TEDx and all that. I was like, oh, so surprised. I think if we can have more of these innovatives and... Um, I th- yeah, and- and that's the role of government. That's the role of government. Like, you know, because we don't have to make windmills. Windmills exist, mm. right? Mm. We don't have to make water pumps. Water pumps are... We, we don't have to, like, but they don't invest in constructing dams, mm. reservoirs for water. Yeah. They don't invest in maybe bowls and water pumps for villagers. Mm. You see now, because if, like, you give a certain area water... They can farm all year round. When they farm all year round, then they won't need food aid. Exactly. At the present moment, we are still relying on food aid because we remember when they say people are registering for food aid, do you know what it means? It means we are, also, we are still going to rely on aid coming from Europe. Mm. Yeah, we, we, still, still are, we still still going to rely on like uh, the World Food Program, US aid, you see now. Yes, so, yes. so like we are still dependent. We, we might be crying about sanctions, but even the UN to US, when Zimbabwe was protesting about they said, no, but we're giving your country 300 million or 400 million in aid every year. But, but, food. but, but, but still, when they, give, when they give the aid now, they also expect something in return. They, they don't just give out the money and, and all that, which is also makes, like, continue uh, to cram the countries down. Yeah, we, that's what I'm saying. We don't need our countries to rely on food aid. Mm. We, need our, we need our governments to be able to invest in the right things. Right now, Zimbabwe just did a budget. Uh, the biggest uh, line item on the budget was defense. Zimbabwe mm. hasn't had war in how many years, but the biggest line item that was on their budget was defense. See, that's that's where we we lose our priorities. Mm. We, so if as long as we don't prioritize the right things, the investment in the right things, we still have the same problems. We shouldn't be suffering from uh, drought. Mm. Right now, they've just fired, I think, 211 doctors because they've been striking because they have been earning less than $100 a day. This is bad. And then where do the people go after, after I mean, from there? People, people, are, people are dying. They go, the vice president has been in China for the past five months. They go to China to get uh, treatment. Mgabe mm. died in Singapore to get treatment. You see, Mnangaga, when he got poisoned, he got treated in South Africa. So, but, what about the ordinary people then? Where do they go? People, we die. We die. 
people are dying. Like, no one will look at the statistics like how many people are dying because right now we've had two months where doctors are on strike. Mm. Mm. So what, is it, what does it mean for the people that are sick? But I'll take the, pro- the, the point that you made here that uh, the, the, all, all the things that are happening here is because of corruption and this problem is not only in, in Zimbabwe and even other countries as well, looking at Malawi, South Africa and all these African countries. We have the very same issue. It's, a, it's the same problem with all our African governments. They are not here to serve the people. They, it's like do their own purposes. Of, it's more of like people that are there in part to line their pockets. Mm. Right now, uh, for example, like I think, let me just go take it as more quickly. They, I think they've, they've you know, us to buy cars for ministers, right? Mm. That money, if they, what the doctors are asking for, which mm. they've paid doctors for two years, mm. what the doctors are asking, but they see it fit to get cars and fire the doctors, and but but, but get cars for ministers. That is like the level of intelligence or competence of our government. Mm. That's bad. Brother Shumba, I think we're going to catch up more on, on, more on these, you know, um, the, the coming out of the issues in Zimbabwe and Africa as a whole. And I, I still want to, 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 to read more of your articles. I'm not sure if you're posting something in like new these days, because last time I, I read something very interesting. It was last year. Yeah, uh, like I haven't been writing in a while. Like I, I've just, I think I haven't been writing for a bit. You're busy with accounting and calculations there. Yeah, I'm trying to make money, trying to make a living. The family <laughs> needs to eat. <laughs> All right, shukran, brother, for your contribution, and uh, stay blessed. All right, thank you, All right, that was uh, Brother Farouk Ron Shumba from Johannesburg um, talking to us about uh, you know the happenings of Zimbabwe. So right now, we're just going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to look at Mbuithani um, Klozi and his tweet that is separating the country, you know, blacks and whites. What's happening here? What's going on? This is African Perspective, getting to know Africa with Safari Kanu.